it's me, a ghost that sounds exactly like Cliff from Cliff and Kendall, coast to coast. The only difference between me and Cliff is, well, we're both fat and gay, just one of us is balding and it's not me, the ghost. <coughs> Ooh, we do both belch a lot, even in death. <laughs> Well, let's get right to the point. You may have wondered what happened after the end of Hillbilly Willie Part 10, colon, Hillbilly Willie in space. <gasps> we all remember that at the end of that fateful episode, Cliff and Kendall, in a bid to save mankind itself, they flew their spaceship along with demon-possessed pig farmer, Hillbilly Willie, they flew into a black hole, which they thought, and you thought, and we all thought, even me, I was dead then, and I thought, well, this killed them, that killed them. Did it? Did it kill Cliff and Kendall? Did it obliterate Hillbilly Willie and the hell demons, the hell demons that possessed him? Well, for the answers to those and other questions you have not yet formulated, Stay tuned for the Halloween special I like to call The Daughter of Hillbilly Willie. And it will be immediately followed by The Daughter of Hillbilly Willie Part 2, colon, Halloween in Dimension X. Good evening. I'm an invisible man standing right behind you. <laughs> and I've got a terrifying tale that I've just got to tell. And I've chosen you to hear it. There's no use trying to escape. I'm invisible. I can follow you anywhere, even the bathroom. The horrors began to begin under the hot Busheltown sun on a late October day, just outside the KBSH radio station, which is more commonly known as Rye 99. A reporter named Dottie Sue Mayberry stood waiting by the curb. Her producer, Verlene Baldwood, pointed to their left and said, Is that our Uber? Oh, I didn't get an Uber. They don't meet up with my personal emission standards. So, I use the new app that provides a green Uber service. It's called Goober. Oh, is that our Goober? It must be. The message said the driver would arrive in an orange hybrid. Oh, listen to how quiet the car is. You know I always say, noise pollution is the forgotten pollution. I remember. It was printed in your Christmas cards last year. Well, I always think it's nice for things to be a little quieter around the holidays. Hey, y'all seeing for a goober? Yeah, we're going up to the North Busheltown Woods. Well, yep, that's me. My name's Stevie. Well, nice to meet you. You can load up your stuff in the trunk there. Oh, look at this, Verlene. The license plate says pumpkin. Isn't that adorable? Had an orange car. Oh, cool. I love customized license plates. I had a car. It stopped working, though. Um, The transmission fell out while I was in the food more one day. Anyway, uh, I had a license plate that said rock on because I, I really like rock and roll music. Well, ain't that something. All right, y'all hop on in and we'll be on our way. Uh, 
Stevie, I have a quick question. She... Is it okay if I keep my guinea pigs in my lap? They're in this little carrier, and I'm kind of like their mother, so they need to be close to me. Verlene, did you have to bring those things? Yes! I left my last newborn litter with my brother, and he let his cat eat them. I can't let that happen to these sweet guinea piglets. All right, all right. Well, it's okay with me, ma'am, but uh, make sure they do their business in that little box you got, or else there's an extra goober fee. Then the orange car began its journey toward the North Busheltown Woods. The sun continued to shine, but not on Verlaine or Dottie Sue. Dark clouds rolled in and soon the sky opened up. The unlucky three, as they would later be called in the newspapers, traveled on, blissfully unaware of the horrors waiting for them. So, y'all want to talk about them upcoming midterm elections? <laughs> I don't recollect ever voting in the midterms before, but I reckon I might this time. Sorry, Stevie. My doctor says I can't talk about politics. It upsets my ulcer too much. Oh, okay then. Well, uh, if you ladies don't mind me asking, what's taking you to the North Busheltown Woods? I always heard it was a kind of dangerous place. Not anymore. My friend Rowdy Robbie, who does the Rye 99 Crime Report, says that the murder rate in the North Busheltown Woods has gone down 100% in the last year. That means murder was at 100, but it's gone down to zero. Wow! <laughs> you know, I'm always after my husband to take me on a relaxing springtime vacation, and this year I suggested the North Busheltown Woods, but he said there was too many murders. Will you take him there next spring? When you drop us off, you'll see all the cabins have been refurbished in the last year. It's a whole new place. You ever been there before, Verlene? Verlene? Girl, are you lost in thought? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was hoping to get this really important news before we left the station, but it never came. And no, no, I've never been there before, but we'll have all weekend to get to know it, though. We're covering the big Fall Foliage Festival. And I get to help pick the Leaf Queen. As the travelers reached their destination, the thunderstorm raged out of control. Bolts of lightning tore through the sky, and the rain came down in heavy, pounding drops. Finally, in the middle of the darkness, a light shone. It was the lone bulb of a porch light on a recently refurbished cabin. The orange car parked nearby, and the passengers inside were flooded with relief. Oh, thank God, our cabin. I didn't know if we were going to make it. Stevie, you have to come in with us and wait for this rain to let up. Well, thank you, ma'am. You sure don't have to ask me twice. This is the worst storm I've seen in my life. Okay, I've got the cabin key they sent to the station. Let's make a run for it. Shit, that lightning was close. Would you look at this? My heels are sinking in the mud. Daddy Sue, look out behind you. There's a crazy man running towards us. He just came out of the woods. Oh, my God. What the hell? Oh, he sure does have a wild look in his eyes. And what's that in his hand? Oh, no. Oh, it's a knife. He's got a knife. Daddy Sue. Daddy Sue. Miss Mayberry. Oh, God. How does he know my name? Stand back, you maniac. 
Shucks, I ain't no maniac. I'm the assistant manager at the all-new NBW campground, and I'm a big fan of you, Miss Dottie Sue Mayberry. I hear you on the radio all the time. You might say I'm a, I'm your number one fan. If you're a fan, why are you waving around a knife at Dottie Sue? This ain't a knife. It's my metal plate autograph book. I was hoping to get a signature from my favorite radio reporter. Oh, that's very nice, but now isn't really a great time. <gasps> He was just struck by lightning. Holy shit, he's smoking. Is he dead? Is he dead? Oh, my number one fan. I, I think he's breathing. Let's get him in the cabin. We have to call the paramedics. The unlucky three struggled to carry the assistant manager of the campground into the cabin. After some heavy lifting and not a little huffing and puffing, the lightning strike victim was in bed and Stevie the driver said, I'm sorry I wasn't much help carrying that feller in. I don't have a lot of upper body strength. I've been meaning to work out for the past few years, but I haven't gotten up the nerve yet. But shoot, Verlaine, you hauled his ass like a champ. Probably because I do about 98 push-ups a day, and I get a surprising amount of exercise coming from my guinea pigs. Speaking of which, are you upset, my little guinea piglets? Aw, it's okay. We're safe inside now. I do hope this man will be all right. He's still awfully smoky. I tried to call 911, but I don't have any bars on my phone this far out into the woods. Now, if y'all will hear me out on something for a second, I might could tell you if he'll be okay or not. You see, I'm a goober driver, but also a psychic. Really? Well, we might as well give you a shot. I'll take a hold of his sleeve here. Ooh, ouch, oh, ouch, it's still smoldering. Oh, okay. I'm seeing into his past here a bit. For breakfast, he had chocolate frosted flakes with marshmallows. And last week, he backed into a mailbox with his truck, but he didn't tell anybody. And in 2006, he got a full back tattoo of the Geico Caveman. This is very fascinating, honey, but we want to know his future, not his past. All right. Um, I can't see very far into his future for some reason, but I can see that his cells are currently healing themselves, and tomorrow night he's going to be in a drive-thru, and they're going to give him fries instead of the onion rings he's going to ask for. It sounds like he'll survive. We should probably leave him alone and let him. Why would you look at that? His hair's turned white. Whoa! Well, I'll be a monkey's gay uncle. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. My husband, Mark, has got to be worried sick. I better hightail it back to downtown Busheltown. All right, Stevie, let us see you out. You know, these cabins are nice. And I really like this artwork on the walls. Same here. I just love pictures of nondescript pottery. And all this leather and suede furniture... And those antlers on the wall, it feels so woodsy. Wow, that rain is still coming down harder than a preacher's wife on her bisexual daughter. Oops, I almost forgot y'all's luggage. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been something? <laughs> oh, oh, that tree just fell over and smashed my pumpkin. Oh, well done. <laughs> How am I going to drive out of here now? I think you'll just have to stay with us. You can get a message to your husband in the morning at the ranger station or the visitor center. I guess you're right. Stevie, I'm sorry about your car. 
And Donnie Sue, if you two will excuse me, I've got to go tuck in my sweet little guinea piglets for the night. I can tell they're all tuckered out. All right, Verlene. Good night. Good night. Miss Maybaron, I can sleep right here on this leather sofa. Ooh, way is it soft. And to think, this material right here was once a cow's ass. It does make you think, doesn't it? Oh, I hope this rain doesn't affect the Fall Foliage Festival. Verlene and I are supposed to interview foliage fanatics. Oh, whoa, whoa, hey, this is weird. I'm getting a feeling from this couch. What is it? Can you tell what one of the upholsterers had for lunch or something? No, this hadn't ever happened before. I'm getting a feeling about the cow. I can see her standing in the field and a bee buzzing by her ear. Oh, and in life, she was a dairy cow. Oh, she needs milking bad. Her teats are busting. And there's a bunch of flies around her butt. She's flapping her tail, but they keep coming, and she keeps flapping, and they get off but land again, and it's, ooh, it's just driving her nuts. Wow, I, ooh, ooh, I think it's something about being in these woods. It's, it's enhancing my, my psychic abilities. You know, I do find that interesting. I once took a correspondence course on the science of the supernatural through the mail, and there was a whole chapter on locations that, for one reason or another, are hotbeds for paranormal activity. And I remember it saying that psychics sometimes went crazy because of all the information they kept picking up. Well, I hope I don't go into crazier. <laughs> My husband Mark would say I'm pretty close to crazy already. <laughs> but then, who puts mayonnaise on their peanut butter and jelly? Me or him? Oh, yuck, I hope it's him. Hey, Stevie, I found something in the closet I think you might like. Didn't you say you love dogs? No. I mean, I like dogs, but I, I never had one. Verlene, did you find a dog in the closet? No. This was jammed way in the back. It's an issue of Dog Fancy from 2009. I was singing a lullaby to the guinea piglets, and I saw the corner poking out from between some boards. I brought it out here because I thought Stevie said he loved dogs. I don't, but hey... On the back, there's one of them Absolute Vodka ads, and my husband, Mark, oh, he collects them. Could I see it? I'll be able to tell if he's already got this one. Sure, but if you don't want it, I'll take it back and rip it to shreds for my guinea piglets to play in. Oh, here you go. Oh, whoa, whoa! I am picking up a really strong feeling from this magazine. Something about the person who left it here. Whoa, whoa, whoa! think he's having a psychic vision. Yes, Stevie was so overwhelmed with psychic vibrations from the copy of Dog Fancy that he slipped into a very light psychic coma. His spiritual being was astrally projected to the location of the person who left the magazine in the cabin almost ten years ago. What Stevie did not yet know was that the dog fancier who had once on the toilet thumbed through the pages of the particular dog fancy now existed in a very strange and distant place indeed. The image of two fat men behind a counter appeared. The gay goober driver watched silently as the dog fancier who was asked a question by the obese man next to him. Hey, do you know what time it is? Well, if you look out the zone window, you'll see it's twilight. So, probably about 87 orbits until next lunch break. Damn it, I'm so hungry and so tired. 
These 40,000 orbit work days kill me. I get so exhausted. I don't know how all these other people do it. Ugh. You know, last week, I wanted to take a nap in the bathroom, so I told the supervisor I had irritable bowel syndrome. That's great. How did you think of that? I don't know. It just came to me. I slept for a thousand orbits. I made a pillow out of the ass napkins they keep by the commode. Uh-oh. We have a customer. Hello there. I hope you found everything okay today. Not really. I was looking for some pudding for my dog, but you were all out. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'll let our supervisor know we're out of dog puddings. For your bags, would you like paper or plastic or leather or barbed wire? Plastic. Wait a minute. Fifteen years ago, I almost drowned in a lake. Weren't you the lifeguard that saved my life? Uh, well, that does sound like me, but I don't really know. See, for some reason, I have no memory of my life up until about 12 moon periods ago. Just about the time I started working here in the grocery zone. I don't have any memories of life before then either, strangely enough. We actually met in the amnesia ward of the healing center. Wait a minute. I have a coupon for those baby tacos. Alrighty. That brings your total down to 41 Zorgons and 66 Florbs. Keep the change, my good man. Thank you. Hey, half those Florbs are mine. I know, I know. Alright, you two. What have I told you? When you don't have a customer, you should be straightening up your aisle. Look at these packages of pepperoni-flavored bubblegum. They're all askew. Sorry, Supervisor. I'll fix it right away. And as for you, Kendall, you go refill the ass napkins in all the restrooms. Yes, sir. I swear I have to stop hiring these amnesia cases. That Cliff and Kendall, they don't know their yabos from their wing-wangs. They can't remember anything but how to loaf on the job. Ugh, I swear nobody has it harder than a grocery zone supervisor. Nobody. It was at this moment Stevie's spiritual being began its return trip into the psychic's body. In practically no time, he opened his eyes to see Verlene and Dottie Sue standing over him. He's awake. Oh, Lord, he's waking up. What happened? That dog fancy magazine made you pass out. Oh, it was unbelievable. I saw into another dimension. Wow, what kind of incredible things did you see? Well, I was in a grocery store, and there was this guy who owned the magazine, and his name was Kendall, I think, and and he was working with this fat old bag boy named Cliff. Kendall and Cliff? Dottie Sue, do those names mean anything to you? No. I recall doing a double homicide story seven or eight years ago. The victims' names were Clint and Kenneth. It actually happened not too far from here. Huh. I feel like I've heard the names Cliff and Kendall recently. Oh! It was here on the Rod 99 weekly program schedule. 4 a.m. Sunday mornings, Cliff and Kendall, coast to coast. Well, who's ever heard of that? Probably nobody. It's just a filler program, but that's a really bizarre coincidence. Stevie sees a Cliff and Kendall in a grocery store in another dimension, and there's a Cliff and Kendall with the show on our same radio station. What are the odds? I'm sorry, I'm just not seeing the connection. If we could check somehow to see if it's the same Cliff and Kendall. Ugh. Oh my lord, the assistant manager. I forgot all about him. Sir. Sir. Uh, are you okay? What happened? You were struck by lightning. Oh, I hate when that happens. Oh, and by the way, my name's Emmanuel, but you can call me Manny or just Man for short. Okay, Man, you rest up and you'll be good as new in the morning. I, I mean... I imagine you will be. 
we've got a full house tonight. What with me and Verlene and Stevie, our psychic goober driver. Hey, did did you say Verlene? That's me. Well, if you're Verlene Ballwood, I've got an envelope for you. Came this afternoon. Oh, whoa, this is the important news I was waiting for. Would you like some time alone with your envelope? No, I don't think I'm emotionally ready to open it tonight. Hey, man, is there anybody back at the visitor center that could help me get a message to my husband? Nope, I'm the only one on duty tonight, but you can send a message from here. When the cabins get redone, they were all turned into smart cabins. You just gotta call it by the cabin number and tell it what to do. Like this. Cabin 3, play man's favorite song. All the cabins know me since I was the one that redesigned them. Yep, I was in charge of every single inch of every single cabin being made 100% all new. Hmm. I found a really old dog magazine in the back of my closet. Oh, well, I didn't redo nothing about the closets. What's to redo? Closets are just a rod and some hangers. Big wolf. And so, the unlikely foursome, which included the unlucky three, prepared to turn in for the night. Stevie used the cabin to call his husband. Verlaine checked on her guinea piglets. Dottie Sue wiped the mud from her rust-colored pumps. And man went to sleep entering into a long, lightning-filled nightmare. Outside, the storm continued throughout the night. By 5 a.m., the thunder and lightning had moved on, but not the rain. An hour later, Verlaine sat in the cabin kitchen. The first hints of light were starting to glow in the sky, and the rain, which had been coming down in buckets, now dribbled from the sky in mere teaspoons. (sighs) Good morning, Verlaine. Morning, Stevie. How'd you sleep last night? Bad. My guinea piglets were restless. The thunder kept waking them up. Well, them and me both. That and... What? Well, that vision I had about Kendall and Cliff. I keep thinking about it, and the more I do, the more I feel like it's the same Kendall and Cliff from your radio station. But how could it be? They're in another dimension, but on the radio here at the same time. I just wish I could check and and find out if it's them or not. Hey, I bet we could. All Dottie Sue's news reports are downloadable online after they air on the radio. I bet that Cliff and Kendall show is too. We can look it up at the smart cabin. That's a great idea. Cabin 3, play Cliff and Kendall coast to coast. If you like fat guys belching in your face, you're in luck. It's time for Cliff and Kendall. It worked! Fast forward. Fast forward. Okay. Listen and see if it's new. You must remember us. We're as big and fat as a bus. Ooh. Oh. We're that big. Kendall, it's you, true. You act like it is news. No, I just feel like it's better. Well, that has Ooh, got to be them. I, it, I remember those voices anywhere. Oh. Cabin <laughs> three, so stop, Cliff and Candle. That's too weird. How can they be in another dimension and doing their show at the same time? I don't know, but it's kind of starting to freak me out. I'll tell you what's starting to freak me out. Oh, good morning and sorry to interrupt, but I'm freaking out too. I just spoke with Man, and he heard over the walkie-talkie that half the roads in the area are closed due to flooding. The whole foliage festival is closed today, and maybe tomorrow too. How do you like that? I don't like it at all. 
but maybe if we're stuck here, it'll give us time to solve this Cliff and Kendall mystery. Well, I'm too P.O.'d about this cancellation situation. <sighs> Looks like the rain is finally letting up, so I'm going to put on my galoshes and go for a power walk to de-stress. But y'all tell me if you find out anything. Maybe something newsworthy will happen up here yet. After Dottie Sue left the cabin, Verlaine and Stevie devised a plan to investigate the psychic's paradoxical vision of the host known as Cliff and Kendall. Using the smart cabin, they called the Rye 99 switchboard and obtained the phone number of Mr. Snobbottom, the producer of Cliff and Kendall, coast to coast. Do you think you can pick up any kind of psychic vibrations from them over the phone? I'm not usually able to, but I feel like in the North Busheltown woods, anything's possible. Cabin 3, dial 204-555-1608. I hope our cover story works. I don't usually like to lie, but I think when you're solving a mystery, it's okay because you're kind of like the police. This is Mr. Snodbottom Stone. I'm his wife, Mrs. Potter Butter Churn. How may I help you? Mrs. Potter Butter Churn? I don't know if you'll remember me, but we met a few years ago at a Rye 99 Friends and Family Mixer. My name is Verlene Ballwood. Marlene! Oh, yes! You were wearing a purple scarf, and we had a nice chat beside the potato salad sculpture. That's right. Anyway, I'm calling because... Oh, Mr. Snodbottom said you would be calling. He, he had a minor bell attack and left his phone behind, but he told me someone from the Rye 99 Standards and Practices Committee would be calling, and that must be you, dear. <laughs> he told me to play you Cliff and Kendall's new Halloween song to see if it's acceptable for the air. I'll just hold the phone up to the speaker here. No, I didn't call about that. I called for... Charlie Brown was a ghost and Roxy did get the most But it wasn't all his fault And that Midler on her broom flew into the room But was halted by a circle of salt Then things got real bad for Winona Ryder's mom and dad they were haunted by a funny dead man Then they called a truce with that old Beetlejuice And this is how the contract ran Science fiction Double feature I know Ernest P. Word. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry about this. It appears the CD is skipping. Oh, it's okay. Hey, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, 
Could we maybe pause the song so I could ask you about something else? Uh, certainly. Let me, uh, let me just uh, find the button here. Oh, there we go. <laughs> ask away, dear. Um, I'm also doing an article for the bi-monthly KBSH newsletter. It's more of a countdown than an article. It's about interesting things that have happened to employees recently. I was calling to see if anything interesting has happened to you or Mr. Snodbottom or Cliff and Kendall. Hmm, interesting. Well, I hate to toot my own flute, but, you know, we're all in, a, in Casablanca right now, and I'm currently touring the world telling all of our delightful friends around the globe about the glories and wonders of Bushletown Rye. And it's remarkable how the people of Casablanca have really taken to my rye speech. Why, I, I've been held over for weeks now, and there's talk of a permanent residency in a theater downtown. <laughs> I, I might be for Casablanca what Celine Dion was for Las Vegas. <laughs> All right, I'll jot that down. Uh, anything else about Cliff or Kendall, maybe? Let me think. Uh, uh, Kendall was a mummy for Halloween. Uh, the boys recorded their little show outside King Tut's Pyramid. We were all buried alive for a brief time. Uh, I accidentally launched a torpedo. Um, hmm. Mr. Sullivan and I, um, we foolishly double-booked ourselves for dinner one night, so I had to race back and forth between his lodge buddy from Busheltown and my friend the Dalai Lama. Oh, uh, we, we also climbed Mount Everest. Um, and of course, last year around this time, we all went to space. That's right. Ryan 99 likes that promotional space station. And didn't you guys have to bail out for some reason? Um, yes, there were some mechanical issues or something. So, uh, Mr. Snodbottom, myself, and our contractor took an escape pod back to Earth. What about Cliff and Kendall? Oh, uh, they, they took the second escape pod and met up with us several hours later. Funny, though, their, their pod was never found. Seems it sank to the bottom of Thumb Lake. Or at least that's what Cliff and Kendall said when they walked up to us out of nowhere. That is interesting. <laughs> if you say so, dear. Now, let me try to play the rest of their little Halloween song. Well, actually, I have a turkey in the oven, and I have to check on it. So I better let you go, but thank you for everything. <laughs> My, well, I understand. And here's a tip from me to you. Don't overbaste. No one ever likes a soggy bird. <laughs> All right, a toodaloo, dear. Toodaloo. Whoa, I picked up on a lot of things, but I, I think I gotta go process it alone for a while. Can we meet up later? Sure. Oh, and Verlaine, you're gonna want some alone time to process some things, too. I think it's time you opened up that envelope and read the news you've been waiting for all your life. And might I suggest you read it down by the lake? I think the rain's going to hold off just long enough for you to have a, a real emotional experience. And those always go better if you're near a body of water. <laughs> well, shoot, it don't take a psychic to know that. With this encouragement, Verlene took her envelope and walked out behind their cabin. She took a muddy path that led her to the nearby shore of the North Busheltown Lake. The sky was cloudy, but at the moment Verlene withdrew the envelope from her pocket, a ray of pure sunshine broke through and shone down on the lake. In that moment, the soggy wilderness around her was illuminated and her heart filled with excited joy. She took that as a good sign. My parents, I can't believe I'm about to read the name of my real parents. Oh, I didn't think this was going to make me cry. <sighs> Verlaine? Is that you? I'm almost finished with my power walk. Why, why, Verlaine, are you crying? Don't tell me a bird duped on your shoulder and ruined that pretty top. 
No, I opened my envelope. <gasps> it's that news you've been waiting for. I don't want to be nosy, so you don't have to tell me if you don't want to, but if you need to get it off your chest, I'm here for you, girl. Well, you know I grew up in the orphanage in the West Bushelltown Swamplands. I was just left there the day I was born, and I never knew who my real parents were. And since I'm almost 50, I decided this year I had to find out. So I hired a private investigator a few months ago, and he sent me their names. Oh, that's nothing to cry about. Who are they? What are their names? My mother's name was Caroline Appleton, and my father's name was William Cogstone. They both sound like fabulous people, but you said was? Uh, yeah, he didn't send me any information about them. Just their names and that they're both dead. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. Oh, I tell you what, I have some pumpkin spice wine coolers in my luggage, and if they didn't get crushed by that tree falling on the car last night, I say we open those suckers up. I think we could both use a drink. And I bet we can use the smart cabin to look up information on your parents. Everything's on Google these days. Yeah. Thanks, Dottie. Oh, whoa! Where did that come from? What was it? It just fell from the sky. Maybe it was a shooting star or a meteor. I bet you're right. You know, I am a reporter and you're my producer. We could investigate it. Yeah. But not until after we find out everything there is to know about your parents. And after a nice big brunch. All this power walking has me famished. Verlaine and Dottie Sue walked back toward Cabin 3, blissfully unaware that the thing which was not a shooting star or a meteor was something far, 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 far worse. Now look over there. The people in Cabin 2 carved a pumpkin, isn't that darling? And their kids are running around dressed like ghosts. Well, I'm glad somebody's having fun, even though the Foliage Festival was canceled today. All right, let's find out who these parents of yours were. If they're your parents, Verlene, I know they must be good people. Oh, and how about some frittatas? Thanks. You're a good friend, Dottie Sue. Hey, Verlene, uh, sorry to interrupt. Hey, man. I got some bad news. I was looking for some old magazines in the closet that might have been left behind, and I accidentally opened up your hamster cage, and to make a long story short, they got out. Hamsters? <laughs> I don't have hamsters. I have baby guinea piglets. Oh, well, it must have been them that got out. What? My guinea pigs? You let them out? How could you be so stupid? They're babies. Defenseless babies. I know, and, and it was just eating me up inside so much that I had to barf. So I opened up the front door and barfed out in the yard and, and danged if your hamster, I mean, guinea pigs, didn't run right outside and run into the woods. Into the woods? They're in the woods? I could just, could just kill you. Merlene, where are you going? To find my guinea pigs. But what about our fatunas? Verlaine? Oh, Verlaine. She's a good person, but I'd swear sometimes she loves those guinea pigs more than, well, just about anything. She seems sort of emotional. I, I was just on my way out. Okay, then. Alrighty, I'll be, I'll be listening out for you on the radio, Miss Dottie Sue. Thanks so much. Okie dokie. Bye-bye now. Let's see what it says here. Cabin 3, do an internet search for a 
Carolyn Appleton in Busheltown. Oh, look at that little screen that pops up. So high tech. Hmm. Carolyn Appleton, born 1950, died 1971 in childbirth. That must have been Verlene. Poor thing. In life, Carolyn loved the monkeys and was a devoted fan. Oh, that's where Verlene gets her love of rock and roll. <gasps> According to this paper I hold in my hands, Verlene's name isn't even Verlene Bullwood. Her real name is Wilhelmina Clogstone. Oh! Okay, Cabin 3, do an internet search for a William Clogstone in Busheltown. <gasps> can't believe what this says. William Clogstone died 1978, at which point he became part of modern Busheltown folklore. It is said William Clogstone was possessed by hell demons during a domestic dispute, turning him into the mass-murdering monster known as Hillbilly Willie. He roams the North Busheltown woods at night, killing the people in his way as he continues an eternal search for his pigs. Legend has it, he is especially busy in late October. Oh, this is just unbelievable. I mean, I believe it, but it is unbelievable. Oh my God. Editor's note. Hillbilly Willie's sightings have gone down almost 100% since last October. Hey, Naughty Sue. Oh, Stevie, you scared me to death. I was so absorbed in reading these horrible things over here, I didn't hear you walk up. Horrible? Uh, oh no, I have something horrible to tell you too. It's shaping up to be one of them days. Might as well spill it. I was lying down and trying to process all these bizarre vibrations I picked up from that phone call Verlene and I made to Cliff and Kendall's producer. And I had the wind open and I heard a crash as something fell from the sky. That must have been the meteor or shooting star. We weren't sure which. Verlene and I saw it come down. Or should I say Wilhelmina and I saw it come down. She just found out that's her birth name and she might want to go by that from now on. Dottie Sue, it wasn't anything like that. I could smell it way off in the distance and from that smell, I could psychically tell exactly what fell. What was it? It was a piece of debris broken off of a space station. Space station? The one Rye-99 launched last year. Oh, I remember that. It was sponsored by the Blop Smush Food and More and the Beef Boy Fast Food Place. It had engine trouble and was never recovered. Strange it took a year for that to fall to Earth. But as long as everyone got out all right. But that's it. I, I don't think they did. I think the real Cliff and Kendall are the ones working in a grocery store in another dimension. But you talked to someone from their show today. Who is hosting that show if Cliff and Kendall are in a galaxy far, far away? That's just it. I don't know who or, or what could be hosting. It would take some extremely convoluted magic and science for all this to happen. That's like the course I took, the science of the supernatural. I took it because I was hoping to host a show called Paranormal Chat, but I lost out to another guy. He had his own jacket with question marks all over it, and that's what they were really looking for. Okay, well, back to the space station. It wasn't just a piece of metal garbage that fell into the woods. There was something evil inside, and I'm afraid it's going to get out if we don't stop it. Oh, no! And Verlene Wilhelmina is out there! We gotta go out there. We have to find her. I have to answer it. It could be about the Foliage Festival. Cabin 3, answer the phone.
Hello, this is Daddy Sumayberry. Good afternoon, this is Mrs. Snodbottom, producer of Cliff and Candle Coast to Coast. My wife tells me you weren't able to hear the end of Cliff and Candle's little song. <laughs> so I'd like to play oh, Mr. it for you now. Mr. Snodbottom, we don't I really have time. Took quite a twirl when trolls took over his town. And it was a big hit when Tim Curry was hit. It shows the world loves crazy killer clowns. Sarah Jessica Parker ran amok. Binks got hit by a truck. But he came back to life that night And when Garfield and Odie met those pirate ghosties It gave us a terrible fright Like a science fiction Double feature Frankenstein had a bride and didn't trust her. Dan Aykroyd co-wrote the first Ghostbusters. Whoa, ho, ho, ho. At the late night double feature. Picture show. I wanna go. Oh, and it goes on like that. <laughs> I do hope you think it's fit for the air. Uh, sure, it's fine. Wonderful. Oh, 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 praise Christ. It's a Halloween miracle. Hey, ask him to get Cliff and Kendall on the phone. If it's not the real them, I might be able to tell over the phone who or what they really are. Hello. Still there. Yes, Mr. Snodmodem. Um, do you think I could talk to Cliff and Kendall for just a second? <laughs> well, I don't know. I believe they're eating right now. Pretty please. I'll be so quick their ice cream won't even melt. Oh, my. How did you know they were eating ice cream? <laughs> just a lucky guess. I mean, it's not like I have a psychic sitting right here whispering things to me. <laughs> no, of course not. Boys, you're wanted on the telephone. Hello, this is Kendall. Kendall, I'm Dottie Sue Mayberry from Rye 99. Hi, is this about my limited edition vinyl Hocus Pocus soundtrack? It was delivered to KBSH by mistake. We're at Rick's Hideaway Hotel in Casablanca. Can you ship it here? Uh, yeah, if I find it, I'll do that. This is more of a check-in call to see how you're doing. How are you? I'm fine. That's great to hear. Now, could I talk to Cliff? Okay. They want to talk to you. Why? Just to see how you are. That's odd. Hello? Cliff, it's Dottie Sue Mayberry here. How are you doing? I'm tired. We did a lot of walking around today in a pumpkin patch, and then we had these caramel apple donuts, and a big piece of caramel got stuck in my teeth, and it's still there. All right. Well, glad you're making it okay. Thank you. Who are you again? Dottie Sue Mayberry, a reporter for Rye 99. Oh, 
Is this how you interview everybody? No, honey, this one was special. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my Lord. Stevie, you look white as a ghost. What is it? That's... That's not the real Cliff and Kendall. It's not them. Those two things that spoke to you on the phone, they aren't really people. They act like them. They, they sound like them. They must look just like them because their producer and his wife can't tell the difference. But, but it's not them. They aren't human. Just empty, soulless vessels. But how? Why? I've never heard of anything like that before. Except, in my Science of the Supernatural course, there were ancient texts that told of things called flesh mounds. These were human-like beings created when a person's DNA combined with hell demon magic under extreme pressure. But there's no pressure like that on Earth. It would almost have to happen in a black hole out in space. A black hole? That could explain why it took so long for that debris to fall all the way back here. The gravitational pull of a black hole slowed it way down. That makes total sense. But what about the hell demon magic? Where does that come in? I don't know, but I think that could be the evil presence I felt attached to the piece of the space station. Hell demons. Hell demons. Where did I just hear about them? Berlin Wilhelmina's father, Hillbilly Willie. He was possessed by hell demons. Oh my God! And I'm formulating a theory. What if Hillbilly Willie was on board the space station with Clifford Kendall and they were pulled in or maybe they steered themselves into a black hole? That could explain how those flesh mounds were created. And how the real Cliff and Kendall wound up checking groceries in another dimension. Hell demon magic can do crazy things. Is this story outrageous or what? I have to run it by Verlene and... Verlene... Oh, God, we have to find her. She's out there looking for her guinea pigs. And there could be hell demons on the loose. Stevie and Daddy Sue ran from the cabin and began searching the woods around them. Unlucky for all three, the storm clouds had moved back in. They combed the area for hours without finding Verlaine. However, later that day, Verlaine herself finally found what she was looking for. There you are. Oh, my sweet little guinea piglets, I found you. Don't be scared, babies. Mama's here. What's that? Little did Verlaine know, the strange noise coming from the woods was the sound of hell demons. The very hell demons that had up until recently possessed her own father. For a moment, she sat there in the rain, holding her guinea piglets. And suddenly, a flash of hellish red light appeared amongst the trees. Try as she might to deflect them, the demons paid her no attention. The horrible red light multiplied and began to race toward Verlaine. She saw the hell demon horde coming, and in a last attempt to save her guinea pigs, she turned and fell down onto her knees, shielding them with her body. As she did this, the hell demons converged on Verlaine. They entered through her pores and traveled down her bloodstream. The evil things rushed into her brain and fused themselves with her very soul. The guinea piglets ran for the cover of a mossy log nearby. Verlene? Is that you, Verlene? Oh, Lord, she's passed out in the mud. She must have been looking for her guinea pigs. Wake up, Verlene. It's Stevie and Dottie Sue. Or should we call you Wilhelmina? That's a pretty name, too. Honey, wake up, please. 
eyes. Her eyes open. Thank God we found you. Oh, wow, your eyes are red, girl. You need some serious visine with redness relief. God, it's so... Oh, oh, why did it take me so long to see it? Oh, this isn't her. Sure it is. Berlin doesn't live here anymore. Oh, so you do want to go by Wilhelmina from now on. I think that's a fine choice. No, she's... She's being possessed. We're too late. Where are my guinea pigs? I must find my piglets. We gotta get out of here. Run, Daddy Sue. I will. I'm right behind you, Stevie. Oh, Stevie, watch out. Oh, God. Stevie slipped in the mud and fell onto a jagged wooden stake, impaling himself. Why didn't he see that coming? <laughs> I'm glad. It saves me the trouble of having to kill him. Berlene? I'm not Berlene. Okay, well, Hamina, you don't want to hurt me. There must be some part of you inside that remembers who you are. Hmm, maybe you're right. Wait, no, I'm evil now. Oh, no! Dottie Sue started to run back toward the cabin, but after a few steps, she slipped in the mud, falling and hitting her head on a rock. Crap. Why does everyone I go to kill keep doing it for me? Hey, Berlin, that's your name, isn't it? Is that you? Did you find them hamsters? Pigs. They were my guinea pigs. Yeah, it's too bad about them getting out. You know what? You look really pretty out here in the rain like this. The only thing that make you prettier would be if you smiled. There you go, just like that. It's even making your eyes sparkle. Say, you wouldn't want to come here and hang out with me for a while, would you? We can heat up some Hot Pockets and watch tonight's all-new episode of Last Man Standing on Fox. Not even if you were the last man standing. Uh, Alright, you uppity bitch. You know, I got the wrong order of the drive-thru about an hour ago. I ordered onion rings, but they gave me fries. And I'm not above taking my anger out on you. Who do you think you are? Just some woman standing out here in the rain is all. And you're just an asshole about two seconds away from becoming a corpse. Listen, girl, don't you talk to men like that. Haven't you heard? The future is female, man! (laughs) And now to find my guinea pigs and kill anyone that gets in my way. (laughs) And she did. The demon-possessed Berlin killed eight people that night in the North Busseltown woods. And after her seventh victim, she had a brand new name. I hope you campers are ready to die, because I'm about to kill y'all! Y'all? What are you, some kind of hillbilly? Yeah, I'm Hillbilly Verlene, and you're gonna die! Hillbilly Verlene? What kind of name is Verlene? It sounds like a hooker that works out of a beauty shop. (sighs) Okay, I'm Hillbilly Wilhelmina, and you're gonna die! Hillbilly Wilhelmina is even worse. It's just too long. Whatever, just shorten it. Call me Hillbilly Willie. Hold up, wasn't there already a Hillbilly Willie? Yes, but he no longer exists, and neither do you! <laughs> but I exist, and I'm Hillbilly Willie. As the innocent camper's blood splattered the nearby flora and fauna, Berlin's transformation into Hillbilly Willie, now spelled with an I-E, was complete. Was it her parentage that doomed her to roam the North Busheltown woods, possessed by murderous hell demons? Or was she simply in the wrong place at the wrong time? Who can say for sure? While the all-new Hillbilly Willie laid in wait for her next victim by the highway, 
Darisu regained consciousness. Oh, 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 oh God! Belaine! Wilhelmina! Scary! I've got to get help. We need an exorcist or the National Guard. I have to get back to the cabin and figure out how to save Verlene. And I have to tell somebody about Cliff and Kendall, how they're just flesh mounds and not real people. I'm the only one that knows. It's up to me. Dottie Sue made it back to cabin three. From there, she called 911 and told them she needed help exercising a co-worker. Unfortunately, the operator that took her call did not believe her. He later told the operator in the next cubicle. You wouldn't believe this dame that calls up. She's all hysterical, right? <laughs> she claims this other bitch is possessed by demons or some shit. <laughs> I was like, calm down, babe, calm down. <laughs> I'm assuming she was on the rag. <laughs> I said I had just what she needed and I was gonna take care of everything for her. <laughs> so I did. I called up my buddy over at the Busheltown Mental Health Facility. <laughs> He's a real good old boy. He sends out two of his heavy lifters to grab her. <laughs> she put up a fight, but they deal with crazy bitches like her all the time. <laughs> Once they uh, get her all constrained in their finest padded suite, she tells them the most far-out story you ever heard. About demons from different dimensions or something, I don't know, but she won't be seeing daylight for a long time, let's put it that way. The uh, judge had her certified cuckoo in about two seconds, so that's it Listen for her. Listen to me. Won't anybody listen to me? Verlene has to be stopped. She's possessed. I saw it in her eyes. And Cliff and Kendall, they aren't them. They have no souls. Listen to me, please. I was supposed to help pick the Leaf Queen. In the following weeks, the Busheltown Examiner told and retold the horrifying tale of the unlucky three. They'd innocently set out for the North Busheltown Woods to cover a foliage festival, but fickle fate had different plans. Stevie wound up dead. Verlene was officially considered missing, and the only one alive that knew the truth was trapped in a facility for the legally insane. What the papers didn't cover was the newest resident of the North Busheltown Woods. She would come to be known as the Mistress of Night in guinea pig farming. They call her Hillbilly Willie. <laughs> There was a woman in the North Busheltown woods For years she lived a normal life and all was well and good And what she loved the most were guinea pigs, yes she did really Loved them more than usual did the new hillbilly willy She loved her guinea pigs, she did just like a mother so she ran to find them when they escaped one after another What happened when she found them I know it may sound real silly But a horde of demons went and possessed the new hillbilly willy Now she's in the woods searching for guinea pigs left and right She kills the folks in her way from sunset through daylight She murdered some guy yesterday, boy it was a real dilly so watch out or she'll get to you, the new Hillbilly Willie. In the past she was known as Verlene or Wilhelmina. 
But she's very different now, ask anyone who's seen her And if it's a late October night and the air's a little chilly Listen for the crazy laughter of the new hillbilly willy Yes, watch out, oh, she might just get a little killy That demon-possessed guinea pig lover Hillbilly Halloween spider, only a few feet away from you. You can't see me, but I know you can hear me. While I weave a web with my ass, I shall also weave a tail with my mouth. Unlike the beautiful snowflake-like, one-of-a-kind web that's currently shooting out of my ass end, this tail will chill you to the bone. If you have bones, which I do not. <gasps> For you to comprehend this horrifying tale, you must understand three things. First, there are other dimensions that exist outside of your own. Second, the existence of soul-possessing demons is real and absolute. Third, two obese podcasters from your dimension are stranded in another, and they don't even know it. The horrors begin in this other dimension. Let's call it Dimension X. <gasps> exactly two years ago, a pair of fat internet talk show hosts were transported to Dimension X via a complex web of scientific and magical means. They arrived with no memory of who they were or where they came from. This is what led the flabby chatters named Cliff and Kindle to a support group called Amnesiacs Anonymous, which they've attended regularly ever since. I call this meeting of Amnesiacs Anonymous to order. I'd like to remind you that since next week is Halloween, we won't be meeting. But don't let that scare you. <laughs> LOL. We'll reconvene the week after. Now... Would anyone like to volunteer to share first? You there with the caramel on your chin. Oh, uh, hi, I'm Kendall. Hey, hi, Kendall. I woke up with amnesia two years ago. I have no memories of my life before then, but I've sure made a lot of memories here in this dimension, which, as far as I know, is the only one that exists. And most of them have been with my best friend, this guy right here with a lollipop stuck in his beard, Cliff. The lollipop fell out of my mouth and into my beard two days ago. I would cut it out, but it would reveal too much of my second and third chins. Hi, my name is Cliff. Hi, Hi Cliff. I also have no memories before two years ago, but like Kendall said, we've had a lot of good times since, including last night when we watched two Halloween movies that are so good they must exist in all dimensions. Hocus Pocus and Ernest Scared Stupid. If you don't mind my saying, you two are living in fantasy land again. There's only one dimension. This one here with our two suns and many, many moons. My advice is to live here, in the real world. The world with things like Halloween costumes, car insurance, and large fish you can rent for sexual purposes. After the meeting adjourned, Cliff and Kendall went back to the apartment building they'd been living in for the past 18 months. For the first year and a half of their time in Dimension X, Cliff and Kendall worked in a government-run supermarket located in Zone 10, Quadrant 6H. After that, the manager of their apartment building hired them both. Kendall was made assistant manager. Cliff was given the position of toilet scrubber. Oh no, look at that! Somebody overwatered the flowers. They're all dead! Well, I always thought it was stupid to have a flower garden in the middle of the lobby anyway. 
Not that it's any of my business. I'm just the toilet scrubber. Ugh, Manager Marlowe is going to be P.O.'d. Peeved off? Who cares? I keep telling you, being the assistant manager is so much worse than being the toilet scrubber. I keep telling you, I know. I love being the toilet scrubber. Besides the scrubbing and the toilets, it's great. Since the building has this weird rule that every toilet in the building gets scrubbed every day by me, the official toilet scrubber, I know everybody's secrets. I know who's hopped up on opioids. I know who rents those big fish to have sex with. I know who watches that show for Satan worshippers every day. You know, the 666 Club. Yeah, but do I know who saves their toenails in jars. I know who leaves a floater in the bowl by accident. And I know who leaves one on purpose. That's all very interesting. But I have to deal with Manager Marlowe every day and all of her put-downs. She's nowhere near as nice as the last manager, Manager Malala. And you, you get to practically be your own boss, going from shitter to shitter. Yeah, well, sometimes a boy gets lucky. <laughs> oh, hello, boys. I thought I heard voices out here in the lobby. What are the perils of dwelling in apartment 1A? <laughs> Aunt Peanut Butter, I know you wouldn't have it any other way. Because of your proximity, you've befriended everyone in the building. You're the building's favorite tenant. Yeah, you have so many visitors each day for tea and sugar circles. I bet your apartment is more popular than the public library. <laughs> it sure is. Every time I go in to scrub the toilet, boy does it need it. Oh, <laughs> you two. I'm so glad you both moved into the building. You've given this old girl a new reason to smile. We have been lucky to make friends here in the building like you, Aunt Peanut Butter. And Mr. Witherbosom in 3B. It is nice to have friends, especially since we still don't even know who in the hell we really are. Although I'm starting to think I was a competitive eater of some kind. Why else would I be so damn fat? Oh, maybe you were a sumo wrestler like I think I was. Maybe. Oh, my exploding skeleton bones. The flowers in the lobby garden are dead. Kendall thinks they were overwatered. It must have been that Hank the Handyman. He can't even be trusted to water a plant. Cool it, Kendall. Come on, it's time to carve the pumpkins for the lobby. I'm going to carve a scary face, and then a funny face, and then a bat, and then a cat, and then a rat. Toilet scrubber, there you are. There's a big commode emergency on the fourth floor. Mrs. Barnesworth said her bowl is clogged and hardened right up to the rim. Needs it scrubbed out stasap sooner than as soon as possible. Right away, Manager Marlowe. I got my travel scrubber here in my pocket. I'll just run to the office for my rubber gloves. There's no time for rubber gloves. Get upstairs. Aunt Peanut Butter, I hope you don't mind, but I need a moment alone with my assistant manager. No, no, not at all. I can't wait to see those pumpkins. Toodaloo! Kendall, I'm sure even a man like yourself, one with his IQ down around his knees, can tell that I am not a happy manager. Is it because of the flowers? I have told Hank the Handyman over and over and over. There you go, playing the blame game. If it were possible to play the blame game professionally, like playing professional football, Kendall, you would be a multi-millionaire. That's how skilled at the blame game you are. You pass off blame like it was a mother-loving football. I'm not trying to pass off blame. It's just that Hank's the one who cares for the flowers. And not trying, are you? I'm not trying to breathe, but my body's doing it anyway. Is that how it is with you in the blame game? It's just an unconscious bodily function to you? No, Manager Marlowe. I'll get the flowers fixed. There's that Kindle do attitude I've been requesting. Now get those pumpkins carved for the lobby. Can I wait for Cliff? It, it was going to be a fun Halloween thing to do. Well, I'm sorry to ruin fun time for the fun boys, but I need those pumpkins carved stasap. And don't carve any ridiculous faces on them. Each pumpkin should be carved with the logo of Housing Holdings Limited. They own the building. Yes, Manager Marlowe. Later that night, as a spooky thunderstorm raged outside... Cliff and Kendall walk down the third floor hallway. Hey, look down there. The ginger neutral Smiths put out a bunch of ghosts in front of their door. Ooh, I hope they're styrofoam. You know how fast Hank the handyman pushes his cart around. Hey, 
do you want to come over after work? We could watch Ernest Scared Stupid and Hocus Pocus again. There's no way I can turn that down, but I'll be late. I'm going out for a pumpkin spice loaf with that guy from 2F. I don't know much about him, but he's got brown hair and he uses quilted two-ply shit wipes. Okay. Uh, which movie should we watch first? Let's do Hocus Pocus first. It has songs and I want to be able to sing along before my voice gets tired. Which is your favorite song? I Put a Spell on You or... Come, little children, I'll take thee away into a land of enchantment. Come, little children, the time's come to play here in my garden of magic. To answer your question, I can't choose. They're both Halloween classics. But has anyone ever told you that you have an amazing singing voice? I think you might actually have perfect pitch. I don't remember ever being told that, but what do I know? Maybe I've toured around the world. Damn this amnesia. The light. Oh, great. How will I see to scrub the toilets? Oops. Those were the gender-neutral Smith's ghosts. Who knew they were made of such delicate glass? When the lights come back on, we'll have to... Damn it, those are delicate-ass glass ghosts. This is another fine mess we've gotten ourselves into. Who goes there? Oh, it's just us, Mr. Witherbosom. Cliff and Kendall. Oh, I heard glass breaking and was wondering if we were being looted by that white family upstairs. No, it's just us, but between you and me. Mr. Witherbosom, that white family gives me the creepy crawlies when I see them, too. It wouldn't surprise me if they were looting somewhere. Cliff, you really shouldn't say that. As a salaried toilet scrubber, thou shalt not share opinions on the tenants. Oh, the lights are out. Who's going to know? Speaking of lights, will you two be joining me tomorrow night to see the lights of the Halloween carnival over in Quadrant 3H? Oh, yeah, we can't wait. Spooky rides, dimly lit fun houses, and all that candy, candy, candy. I still have an extra ticket. Do you boys know anyone who would like to attend? Mr. Witherbosom, I keep telling you, you should ask out Aunt Peanut Butter downstairs. I think the two of you would be a perfect match. (laughs) I don't know. You two will have a great time. You could even enter the Monster Mash Marathon at the carnival and mash till you crash. (laughs) What could be a better first date? Well, if you boys think it's a good idea. Great. I don't know why, but I get such a thrill from helping people. Me too. See you tomorrow, Mr. Witherbosom. The following night was crisp and cool like a Halloween apple. But also like a Halloween apple, there was a razor blade in the middle. (gasps) A razor blade in the form of demon-possessed guinea pig lover, Hillbilly Willie. The horrors were not yet apparent as Cliff, Kendall, Aunt Peanut Butter, and Mr. Witherbosom entered the Quadrant 3H Halloween Carnival. Oh, just look at all the hay bells and scarecrows. How charming. Oh, my. I also love the smiling faces carved on the pumpkins. Quadrant 3H has always had the best Halloween carnivals. I wish the pumpkins in our lobby looked as good. I know. I wasn't allowed to make them smiling or scary. Although, I guess being forced to carve a corporate logo on a pumpkin is scary in its own way. Okay, what should we ride first? The ghost coaster or the terrifying tilt-a-whirl? I was actually planning to invite Aunt Peanut Butter to join me in the Monster Mash Marathon. Oh, the first prize is a free ticket to the corn maze. Oh, I 
haven't danced the Monster Mash since my niece's wedding reception. That does sound like fun. Kendall, we might as well enter the Mash Marathon, too. Then we can all ride the rides together after. A dance marathon? But we're so fat! That could be our secret weapon, though. If one of us gets tired, we can hold on to some fat hanging off the other one for a while. That's true. Sounds like we're all entering. Who's ready to mash? And so, the four friends found their way to the Harvest Pavilion, where the dance competition was taking place. After entering and pinning on their numbers, the dancers took to the floor. They danced and danced for hours as the Monster Mash played on and on and on. I was working in the lab late one night. I was working in the lab. I was working in the lab. I was working in the lab. When my eyes beheld. I was working in the lab. Late one night. When my eyes I was working in the lab. How long have we been mashing? About four hours, I think. Oh, wow, it only feels like three. Oh, hello there, boys. <laughs> and peanut butter. And I thought we'd mash over and see how you two were getting along. <laughs> well, the first hour was tough, but the last three have really flown by. Yeah, I'd say our mash is good. How about you guys? No, we've been having a, a marvelous time. <laughs> Why, I never knew Aunt Peanut Butter was called by that charming moniker because of her famous peanut butter recipe. <laughs> I sold to Nabisco ages ago. <laughs> and I never knew Mr. Witherbosom ran a tombstone factory for so long. What a fascinating occupation. I wonder how long this dance marathon's gonna last. I overheard a gentleman at the urine trough in the man's room say the last one went on for 36 hours. What? Major Marlowe will kill me if I mash for 36 hours. But dance marathon contracts are legally binding in this zone. If we drop out for any reason other than total exhaustion, we could be sent to prison for years. And you know what they say about prison. You better not drop the soap. Because if you do, when you bend down to pick it up, you find pubic hairs all over the bar of soap from the shower floor. Ugh, that does sound awful. I guess we'll just have to keep mashing. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld at this point in the story, we must leave Dimension X and travel back to your dimension. The reason I say your dimension and not our dimension is because as a Halloween spider, I can travel between all dimensions as I please. It's one of the perks. That and using my ass to create a living space. It was in your dimension, in the town of Busheltown, USA, where things began to turn horrifying. On this late October night, the air was a little chilly and a trio of teens had just pitched their tent in the middle of the North Busheltown woods. Little did they realize, they would be the next victims of Hillbilly Willie. Hillbilly Willie. Hey, Tiffany, turn up the tune. Valentine is done. Tiffany, turn down the tunes. I'm about to start filming my video. Would you two make up your minds? I'm getting carpal tunnel over here from adjusting the volume of these tins. Just turn them off and hand me that wormwood root. Cameron, are you sure we should raise a demon just for a YouTube video? G-Spot, I have 80,000 plus subscribers. They subscribe because of my razor-sharp jawline, but I have to keep them entertained, too. But demons? I don't think Ryan, my cool youth pastor, would be into it very much. Nothing's actually going to happen. It's just a bunch of hocus-pocus. Hocus Pocus? You mean like that old movie? Sure, it's old, but it's from Hollywood's golden era, the 1990s. I can't watch movies from way back then. They just don't seem real to me. I mean, how come nobody's on their phones? You're right, G-Spot. What a snooze. You guys don't appreciate American history. 
G-spot, switch on that fill light over in the corner of the tent. I'm gonna start my video. Ew, what is that? Tiffany, it's a book. Whoa, that's so retro. Do they still make those? I don't know. I found this one in an antique store in East Busheltown. Raising hell demons for fun and profit? Youth Pastor Ryan would not like that at all. He's cool, but he still puts Christ first. Would you two STFU and get over here? <laughs> I would like to finish this video sometime tonight. Okay, when the demons don't show up, you guys can, like, tease me about what an epic fail it was, but, but don't tease me too much or my subscribers will spam your social media with pictures of hairy balls. Ugh, hairy balls? I'm about to flort. Grody to the max. Bite your tongues, bitches. I'm pressing record. Hi guys, it's me Cameron. Welcome back to my channel. You see I got my two besties here with me tonight, Tiffany and G-Spot. What's up y'all? What's up? Be sure to subscribe to their channels, links are below. But guys, tonight is going to be wicked epic because I'm starting a new YouTube challenge. Right on! That's what I'm talking about. This is called the Raise a Demon Challenge. And I want to challenge Leslie Lipstick and PewDiePie to raise a demon in their next videos. The challenge is on, y'all. Wicked epic! Okay, so, like, I got this thing here. It's a book on raising hell demons, and you can find your own somewhere, or probably there's, like, a ton of YouTube tutorials on raising demons, too. So, what we did, we gathered the ingredients here. It's just stuff like wormwood root, olive oil, and some toasted rye for color. You know how we do. We mixed it all up in this cute bowl from Target. Not an ad, but Target. Hit me up in my DMs if you want to collab. Hit us up, Target. Yeah, boy! Now, we read this incantation. What about the candle? Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Well, we light a candle. This one is Pumpkin Breeze from Bath and Body Works. Not an ad, but Bath and Body Works. Hit me up in my DMs if you want to collab. Hit us up, Bath and Body Works. Yeah, boy. Okay. Candle is lit. Candle is lit, and so am I. Uh oh <laughs> Now the incantation. You guys got your scripts? Oh, uh, yes, yeah, son. We about to be raising some hell demons up in there. You know how we do. Here we go. We call out to the powers of the night. We need some help, so don't put up a fight. And no matter how this whole thing may be seeming, we're telling you now, give us a hell demon. Cameron, this is like some kind of gnarly epic fail, dude. Like I was totally expecting some demon action tonight, but Cameron pulled a huge boner. <laughs> As if. Hey guys, don't harsh my self-esteem. That is so not fly. Dude, yo, hey. What's happening? Oh, holy shnikes. Our tent is lifting up off the ground. Is it like blowing away? It's not blowing away, but you three are all about to be blown away. Like, no. Holy shit, who is this monster chick? She's all hairy and on fire or something. I'm Hillbilly Willie. The one who is going to end your lives! Like, why are you bullying us? Because you aren't my guinea pigs, and that peeves me off! Like, shit, she's right! We aren't guinea pigs! Great, G-Spot, now she knows for sure! Hey, wait, camera dude, are you still filming? Hells yes! If I use this monster lady in my thumbnail, my views will skyrocket! I guess I didn't tell you about my no cameras rule. I prefer you keep your eyes on the show! My phone! It melted! <laughs> If you think that sucks, watch this! Ow! That was my wrist! And that was your neck! It used to connect your head to your body, but not anymore. Good luck with your career as a corpse! <laughs> Cameron! Oh, he was just a 
decapitated. Do you know how hard he's gonna trend now? I bet he gets like a million subscribers. Where is it? Where is that book? And what about you with the backwards cap? Don't kill me, G-Spot has a family to think about. A family of guinea pigs? No, like kids and shit. I got three kids. I'm only 19, but hella irresponsible. That's so sad, I almost forgot to cry. But seriously, if you have so much to live for, maybe you shouldn't have been summoning hell demons. I didn't want to. Please believe me. Uh, what was your name again? I'm Hillbilly Willie, and you're a toast! Down! <laughs> <gasps> to banish a hell demon, simply chant the following. One left. I always knew women lived longer than men. Enough of your lame jokes. If I want to laugh, I'll read Amy Schumer's tweets. I told you, I'm Hillbilly! STF you and take this. I've got something here and it needs to vanish. It's a hell demon and it I shall banish. Get out of my face and did I mention, get your hell demon ass to another dimension. You can't possibly think that's going to... Whoa, 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 whoa! did work. Against all odds and all reason, that simple chant opened a vortex above Tiffany and Hillbilly Willie in the North Busheltown Woods. The murderous monster woman was immediately sucked into a wormhole that bridged time and space. The demon-possessed maniac hurtled through a kind of interdimensional tunnel just as Cliff and Kendall and their friends were leaving the Monster Mash Marathon back in Dimension X. What time is it? 7 p.m. Wait, didn't we get here at 6? I know we danced way, way longer than an hour. Yeah, we got here at six two days ago. We danced for 49 hours and still lost. Just like we probably both lost our jobs. Oh, Kendall, remember what that graffiti above the urinal trough said? It said, think positive. Manager Marlowe probably has a softer side. Sears did. Sears? Who is that? Ephraim Sears. He was the president of Zone 5 back in the old days. I watched this whole web video about him. In his first term, Sears ordered all the firstborn male children of every family to be executed. But then, when he ran for re-election, he urged voters to see the softer side of Sears. And he won by a landslide. Why did you watch that? The digitally animated Sears was really hot. And let's just say Sears had a mighty impressive tool selection. <laughs> and by that I mean his digital wiener was primo. You'd think dancing for 49 hours straight would make us lose weight. But my pants are tighter now than when I put them on 57 hours ago. That's because Mr. Witherbosom kept buying us all platters of fried butter. Do you think I'll buy us more? There they are. And look, they got the trophy. Oh, <laughs> sorry, it took us so long, boys. They had to engrave our names on the first prize loving cup. It's okay. I am starting to feel kind of tired, though. Oh, I have just the thing. Ooh, more fried butter? Oh, no, Kendall Boy. I just purchased us each a tube of energy powder from the machine by the payphone. Oh, energy powder? Why, I haven't had any energy powder since I was a girl. Mr. Witherbosom, you're making me feel young again. Oh, I love to hear that and peanut butter. <laughs> now, here are your tubes. <laughs> On the count of three, everyone snort. <laughs> One, a two, a three. Whoa! Oh, goodness. After they fortified themselves with a nose full of energy powder, Cliff and Kendall and their friends decided to visit the Halloween Carnival's House of Horrors. Oh, I love this. It's so Halloween-y. I know. But is it more or less Halloween-y than the big Halloween party dance in Hocus Pocus? 
Oh, I don't know. I think that's Halloween heaven. Surrounded by ghosts and pumpkins while witches fly in the air. The zombies are up and jumping with bats tangled in your hair. Scary costumes all around you. All the candy corn you can eat. A real October dream come true. And then we go trick or treat. Halloween heaven. Halloween heaven. Yes, here the candy is even more dandy than it's 7-Eleven. Down on the earth they get one day, but for us it's here to stay. Where, Where things are frightening, thunder and lightning, Halloween So put on your vampire cape now, I'll grab my hockey mask. You've got to be spooky somehow, if you have questions, ask. The skeletons dance around us, the werewolves boogie too. You know what, maybe I'll just take my skin off and dance too. Halloween heaven, Halloween heaven. My jack-o'-lanterns in the back of my Saturn is my confession. On Earth they wine and dine. In Halloween heaven we Frankenstein. We've got no dumplings but lots of pumpkins. Halloween heaven. Halloween heaven. Yeah. Boys, you're falling behind. My, and I don't think I can make it through without all three of you. Who knew a house of horrors would be so frightening? Just hold my hand and we'll make it together, dear. <laughs> Mr. Witherbosom, my hero. Cliff, watch out. There are some rubber spiders hanging down. They'll get tangled in what little hair you have left. Thanks for the balding heads up. Be sure to close your eyes when we pass this mirror up here. It's probably one of those funhouse mirrors that'll distort our reflection and make us look double wide. Ugh, I caught a glimpse of us in the mirror. It's definitely a funhouse mirror. No way we're that fat. Of course, Kindle was wrong. He and Cliff were much fatter than a funhouse mirror reflected. It was right after Kindle misjudged his own obesity that the demon-possessed maniac known as Hillbilly Willie shot out of the interdimensional tunnel and, strangely enough, right into Dimension X. (gasps) Yes, out of the millions of possible dimensions Hillbilly Willie could have landed in, she wound up not only in the same dimension as Cliff and Kindle, but at the same Halloween carnival. Where the hell am I? Happy Halloween! You're at the Halloween Carnival in sunny Quadrant 3H. I'm loving your costume, by the way. You're all hairy, but also on fire somehow. That's neato. Costume? This isn't a costume. This is me! (laughs) That's just what somebody wearing a costume would say. Now, can I interest you in this game here? You get three balls for a Zorgon. Knock down this stack of miniature foam vampire coffins, and you win a prize. I am Hillbilly Willie. I don't play games, or do I? Hmm. Hillbilly Willie? Hmm. Is that a Marvel character? Was Hillbilly Willie in Ant-Man 2 or Worm Girl 5? Neither. Hillbilly Willie is real and about to kill you, but the ants and worms will marvel at your corpse as they eat your dead ass. <laughs> Darn! <laughs> now I think I'll have some real fun. Time for some hell demon magic. You may be asking, why did no one help this poor carnival employee? The answer is simple. Everyone who watched as the employee's brains were squeezed out through her eye holes thought it was all just an innocent Halloween prank. Hillbilly Willie walked into the carnival crowd and in the direction of the House of Horrors. Little did Cliff and Kindle know... They were about to get the shock of their lives. 
No, I just got shocked. Oh, me too. Damn the static electricity. Oh, my, I've never seen something so frightening. It's a skeleton playing the piano. Oh, what is that sound? I'm afraid being so afraid has given me a bowel attack. Oh, can you ever forgive me? Oh, of course, and peanut butter. It's proper etiquette to love thy neighbor and help a friend in need. Oh, allow me to offer my handkerchief to you for help in cleaning yourself. Oh, 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 oh Mr. Witherbosom, I've never met such a gentleman. <laughs> and I've never met someone as lovely as you, girl. <laughs> Oh, if it isn't being too forward, I'd like to request permission to kiss your hands. Oh, yes. Yes, you may. Oh, goodness. <gasps> the lights went out. Is this part of the House of Horrors? I don't know, but it seems very dangerous. If so, why, in the dark like this, any one of us could bump our knees. Oh, isn't that so, Aunt Peanut Butter? Aunt Peanut Butter, are you there? Cliff? Candlebauer, what's happening here? I know, I use my flashlight on my iWatch. Where are they? Cliff and Aunt Peanut Butter are gone. Oh no, how can it be? They vanished into thin air. Well, Cliff vanished into morbidly obese air. I'm starting to get frightened, Candlebauer. What's that? Is somebody there? There's some kind of movement over the- ah! Welcome to Busheltown Bandstand. I'm your host, Phil Billy Willie. Tonight's contestants are you two, the fat guy and the old guy. Where did those disco lights come from? <laughs> the floor is lighting up in various Halloween colors. That's because on Busheltown Bandstand, you dance until you die. So partner up and get ready to boogie your brains out. We better do what she says. Oh, I don't know, Kendall Boy. I haven't danced with another fellow since my university days. When I had a passionate sexual relationship with my roommate Arthur. <laughs> but it wasn't a homosexual affair. It was simply two young men enjoying each other's bodies. Nobody has time for these stories, old man. Grab the fat one and start dancing. And don't bother looking for an exit. There isn't any way out of this ring of fire. <laughs> ring of fire? We're trapped in a ring of fire! This reminds me of a song, but I can't remember what it's called. Oh, my trousers nearly went up in flames. That's because you're doing the cha-cha all wrong. Here, watch me. Meanwhile, not far away, Cliff and Aunt Peanut Butter were about to face the fire themselves. <laughs> this is terrifying. Where are we? Oh, it smells like we're in a dirty bathroom. Oh, I'm afraid that's me. My bowels are still quite alarmed. I don't blame them. Hey, did you hear that? <laughs> Sorry, that was me again. No, not that. It was... It's time for the game show that makes you feel dead. It's things you have to know or you die. And I'm your host, Hillbilly Willie. My contestants tonight are old boobies and man boobies. Oh, my boiling hot pumpkin pies. I see a flaming woman covered in fur. I must be losing my mind. Nope, but you might be losing your life, bitch. <laughs> First question. How many jack-o'-lanterns could a jack-o'-lantern lantern if a jack-o'-lantern could lantern jack-o'-lanterns? Oh, now I know I'm losing my mind. Strike one for old boobies. 
man boobies. Care to take a guess? Uh, I don't know. I Thirteen? Hmm. Somehow you got that right. As Cliff and Aunt Peanut Butter were being grilled figuratively, Kindle and Mr. Witherbosom were on the verge of being grilled literally. Just then, another unexpected face showed up in the House of Horrors. Is it me, or are the flames getting closer? I don't know. All I know is your cha-cha is still way off. Watch me. Focus on my pelvis and how I thrust it. Well, look who it is. I finally tracked down Kendall, and he's dancing with a man old enough to be his grandfather instead of being at work. Manager Marlowe, this is Mr. Witherbosom from upstairs. We're trapped! Dancing for our lives in this ring of fire. Trapped, are you? Well, lucky me. By the light of these flames, I see a fire extinguisher hanging on the wall. Thank you, Manager Marlowe. I thought we'd be burned alive. I couldn't let that happen, not before I had the chance to fire Kendall myself. See what I did there? Probably not, because let's face it, Kendall, you're no rocket scientist, or you'd be blasting off to one of our many, many moons instead of assisting me. I'm sorry, Manager Marlowe. Cliff and I, we accidentally entered this dance contest, and... <laughs> yeah, where's the toilet scrubber? I got a whole apartment building filled with crusted up shitters because of him. He's around here somewhere. That's what I was trying to tell you. There's some kind of monster woman. She almost killed Mr. Witherbosom and I, and she left us dancing for our lives. Monster woman? Dancing for your life? I can't believe how low you'll stoop just to keep your job. I'm starting to think you have a crush on me. Manager Mama, please! We have to find Cliff and Aunt Peanut Butter. They're in terrible danger! For the first time in a long time, Kindle was right. Cliff and Aunt Peanut Butter had been magically tied to a large spinning wheel, much like the wheel in the horrifying game show Wheel of Fortune. It's time for my favorite round, Sudden Death! Aunt Peanut Butter, I think this is it. No, I think you're right! Listen up, contestants. I'm about to spin the wheel. One of you will land in the black space, which is the sudden death zone. If you land there, I kill you suddenly. (laughs) The other will land in the orange space. If you land there, you still die. But I take my time with it. (laughs) Either way, I win. Here we go. Oh my, what is going on in here? Hey, how did you escape my inescapable ring of fire? I put it out so I could fire Kindle myself, and now I'm here to fire the toilet scrubber. Toilet scrubber, you fire. You put out my circle of flames, and now you're interfering with my contestant, Man Boobies. He just landed in the prolonged kill zone. He's mine! Baby, you can have him. Don't call me baby, baby. It's time to take out the trash. Oh! Oh! Oh my god! Hibbly Willie just ripped off Manager Marlowe's head and stuffed it down her bloody throat like it was a garbage can. And now, to kill the rest of you. But who first? Old Boobies is in the sudden death zone. The fat guy and old guy should have been dead five minutes ago. Hmm. Whatever you do, don't kill Mr. Witherbosom. He's the finest gentleman I've ever known. I knew you two would hit it off. All right, Grandma Mayonnaise, or whatever your name is. You've reached your expiration date. Oh, and peanut butter, no! Oh, oh, why, you monster, I don't care if you are a woman, I'll punch you right in the nose. Not if I punch you first, with a fist of flames! And peanut butter and Mr. Witherbosom are dead! This is the scariest Halloween ever! Granted, I don't remember very many. And bad news for you two big old boys. I'm just getting started. Wait, 
What's happening? I'm being set backwards. No! Yes, at that exact moment, Hillbilly Willie was sucked back into the interdimensional tunnel. She was gone in an instant, leaving Cliff and Kindle standing in a pool of blood and bowel waste. Oh my god. All the blood. All the bowel wastes. They're dead. And so is Manager Marlowe. Does this mean I'm the manager now? I think legally yes, but you have to be sworn in to make it official. Then, still in shock, Cliff and Kindle alerted the authorities, filled out a police report on the Hell Demon attack, and made their way out of the Halloween carnival and back to the apartment building. Billy Willie also made her way back home to the North Busheltown Woods. The incantation that sent her away had only been powerful enough to send her away temporarily. A few nights later, Cliff and Kendall sat in a pumpkin patch thinking about their strange situation. Cliff, how did we end up here? We took a left by the adult book superstore. No, no, I mean in this strange situation. No memory of our lives before two years ago? And now the friends we made are dead? This must be how old Lady Hackmore felt and Ernest scared stupid, with all our brothers and sisters gone because of the troll. We don't even have little wooden versions of Aunt Peanut Butter and Mr. Witherbosom that might someday be restored to life. Kendall, shut up. What's that rising out of the pumpkin patch over there? It's... it's... Aunt Peanut Butter and Mr. Witherbosom? They're alive! I'm afraid not, Kendall boy. <gasps> They're ghosts! No, that's right! We're ghosts and we have to come back to search and lose what you do! Luckily for us, it's the one night of the year where the dead can walk amongst the living. Halloween! We've been so caught up in our grief, we forgot it was Halloween. Did you say you had news for us? That's right, Kendall boy. Shortly after Aunt Peanut Butter and I were murdered, we were married in the afterlife. What? Congratulations! I guess love wins after all. Oh, I wish you two could have seen Mr. Witherbosom's proposal. It was so romantic. Oh, but of course, you would have had to have been dead. Now about that news, dear. The wedding wasn't the news? Oh, oh my, no. I ran into a dead friend of mine in heaven. She works for the misplaced souls department. And she told me you two boys are misplaced. We must have gotten lost after we contracted amnesia. Where do I live? Quadrant 3J? Quadrant 18F? Cliff and Kendall, you're from another dimension entirely! What? Mr. Witherbosom, what are those glowing orbs in your hands? These are your memories. I was given permission to share them with you by the daughter of the Lord. Her name is Marsha. Look into the orbs, boys, and remember who you are. Complete true fact. I found it on the census. You know who I blame for that? Uh, the Pope? Yeah! <laughs> Frodo, his bag is What happens in between my legs is my own business. I think that's Sebastian's blood. What's left of his body is sliding right over there. Oh no! This can't be happening! Have yourself a merry you are listening to Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. I'll sing you a song with my perfect pitch. Kindle, take Susan to be your lawfully wedded wife. I mean, we talk about little Johnny is so fucked up in the head. Cubic hair prostitutes. You know ghost pigs? They're circling the house. Do they know we're in here? What are we going to do? <gasps> Look! What? Over on the bookshelf, it's Bleeding with My Gin by Jay Leno. And the Oscar goes to 
Titanic. I do love football. I wish I knew how to quit you. Focus, 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 focus. They got a MEAC fountain right down the hall. Who was the first woman to fly a plane across the Atlantic uh, Ocean in 1928? Oh, uh, was that old Amelia Earhart? No, stupid! No, who was it? It was Charles Lindbergh. Now, Amelia Earhart was a passenger in that did you not? Did you not just ask me who the first woman was? Yes. And Charles Lindbergh is a woman? Yep. Mrs. Cliff, we have to go back. I have to get to my wife Susan. Screw that! I have to get to Madonna and Jake Gyllenhaal. How many Jake movies have I missed? What if, what if Madonna has a new album and I wasn't there? Oh, I hate to tell you this, Cliff, but Madonna does have a new album. It's called Madamex, and it's brilliant. What? I took a what? And How can I? Oh, 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 and it gets worse. Oh, God. Worse? Worse than me not being there for the release of a new Madonna album? How is that possible? Listen to this. Guess what, you know, he turned into a bat, but bad news, he got stuck in the Bride of Frankenstein's blank. One, two, three. The JJ! Oh, <laughs> Stuck oh. right in this. That was a good one. That's not us. Who are those people on our show? They're flesh mounds, created when the two of you were transported here to this dimension. Dear, I'm afraid we must be going. <laughs> Remember when we were invited to that Halloween party on the other side of the universe? Oh, that's right. Also, I should mention Mr. Witherbosom and I are the dimensional doppelgangers of your friends, Mr. Smartbottom and Mrs. Potterbottom-Butterturn. If you can believe those are their real names. <laughs> We must be going, boys. Happy Halloween! Wait, what about the flesh mounds? And how do we get back to our own dimension? I am sure you'll think of something. Happy Halloween! They're gone. And we're still stuck in Dimension X! And in Dimension X, Cliff and Kindle would remain. But for how long? Maybe until next Halloween. <laughs> Once there was a woman in the North Busheltown woods For years she lived a normal life and all was well and good And what she loved the most were guinea pigs, yes she did really Loved them more than usual did the new hillbilly willy She loved her guinea pigs, she did just like a mother so she ran to find them when they escaped one after another What happened when she found them I know it may sound real silly But a horde of demons went and possessed the new hillbilly willy Now she's in the woods searching for guinea pigs left and right She kills the folks in her way from sunset through daylight She murdered some guy yesterday, boy it was a real dilly so watch out or she'll get to you, the new Hillbilly Willie. In the past she was known as Verlene or Wilhelmina. But she's very different now, ask anyone who's seen her. And if it's a late October night and the air's a little chilly, listen for the crazy laughter of the new Hillbilly Willie. Yes, watch out, oh, she might just get a little killy. That demon-possessed guinea pig lover, Hillbilly.